the Connected Families podcast is made possible by listeners like us. My name is Bonnie Williams. My husband, Chris, and I, and our four children, Tyler, Kylie, and Christiana, live in Dade City, Florida. We love to connect with each other by having a family game night or just sitting around after dinner and talking about our day. I hope you enjoyed today's program, and thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. This is Stacey Bellward, the host of the Connected Families podcast. Welcome to our community. We are people committed to pursuing God's grace and truth for ourselves and then daily working to pass that grace and truth on to our children. Our purpose for this podcast is to be sure you know that you are not alone in your parenting struggles and bring you excellent tools, tools from the Bible, from science, and from the experience of others in our community that can guide you. I'm so glad that you're here today. Well, friends, you asked us to do a podcast on today's issue, and we listened. This episode is all about lying. Our Facebook alumni group has well over thousands of people who have gone through our discipline that connects with your child's heart online course, and they get support from that group. You guys have asked us to talk about lying and to dedicate a podcast to that topic, especially as informed by the Connected Families Framework. So, hey, here we go. To do that conversation, I have invited Jim Jackson. Hey, Jim, welcome to the microphone. Thank you, Stacy. It's great to be here. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I'm so glad you're here, too. And Chad Hange. Hi, Chad. Welcome. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for not lying, Jim. <laughs> I noticed that you told the truth. It's true. I feel good about that. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, no. You see what you got yourself into today? Chad and I haven't been together on a podcast for quite a while. so just... <laughs> I know it. And that's why I was just excited about today. Both of you been quite a while as we have been covering sensitive and intense issues. And so we're coming back to some, some other topics. So Jim and Chad, here we are. We're on the topic of lying. How do you want to get started? Well, I decided not to lie in order to get to attention. You know, Lynn and Lydia have been getting all this attention and, and I was tempted to make up a big story in order to get somebody to pay attention to me, but I decided not to do that. I've grown up a little bit since I was a child. Good choice. <laughs> yes, you can get your attention by asking for it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I got excited when I saw this is what we were going to talk about today because I've been working in real time and I kind of thought it would be fun to really start with a story of the framework in action relative to lying in real time. I work pretty informally with a lot of different families and I'm working with one family in particular and the mom was just exasperated by her child's lying, seven-year-old son. And uh, it's a family that I know and you know have interaction with from time to time. And the seven-year-old knows me. Mom caught him in a lie one day about breaking something. And I just thought, you know, this is a great opportunity. Like, okay, I can see mom is anxious and he's, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to upset the apple cart here a little bit. And I just looked at mom and I said, could I uh, just ask some questions? And she's like, please. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I got down, sat on a chair. Hey buddy, come over here. Come over here. I really want to trust you. You want to be trusted, don't you? Yep. Do you think your mom wants to trust you? Yep. 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 And do you want to trust your mom? Yep. Yep. You know, one of the great ways to, to build trust is to tell truth. Did you know that? No, no. I'm not sure how much you trust me. So I'm wondering if we could play a little game. Would you play a game with me? 
he's and he's all weirded out by this. Like he's looking at me and he's looking at her and it's like, am I going to get in trouble here or what's happening? And I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to have fun with this. And it doesn't seem like the end of the world sort of a thing to me. I'm light. I'm having fun. I see an opportunity. So anyway, I just I said, let's play a game. I I love playing rock, paper, scissors with kids. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Every single time I play rock, paper, scissors, I do scissors. Do you believe me? And he looked at me and he's just like, well, I'm not sure. I said, let's play. So we do rock, paper, scissors, and I do scissors, and he does a rock. And I'm like, see, let's do it again. Rock, paper, scissors. I do a scissors. He does paper. I was like, no, no, I always do scissors. And, and I did this with him three, four times till he gets. So now, do you trust that when we play rock, paper, scissors, that I'm always going to do scissors? And he's like, yeah. I said, then does that make you feel safer with me or, or not so safe? And he's like, no, it's good. I like, I like that. Okay. So that's the way it is with telling truth. So that thing that you said about, it's okay. The things break. Stuff happens. Can you tell us what happened? It didn't just fall, did it? No, he shakes his head. No, you know, just very subdued. And I think that's true, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I believe that's true. I believe it didn't just fall. You just told me the truth. Give me some knuckles. You just built some trust. And then did it fall by itself? Or maybe did you help it a little bit? He nods his head. Yeah, I helped a little bit. What? So what happened? I bumped into it. And he's almost on the edge of tears. Like, mm-hmm. because he's, he's, he's so ashamed and feels so bad. But now he's feeling bad about what he did rather than about you know, the lie and the deception and all the energy back and forth between mom and parent. I said, yeah, it's hard sometimes, but it's going to be okay. We're gonna, we'll are we clean it up together. And I'm just so glad you told me the truth and we built some trust and I gave him some more knuckles. You, I trust you more now than I did before. Do you know that? And he just kind of looked at me and beamed a little bit and was mm. like, that's good. And I was like, you know what? Look at your mom and and tell her what happened and in and then build some trust there too. You guys can do that. And I didn't watch it or monitor or anything. It's just like you do that on your own time. And she reported later. Yeah, he told me and and it seemed to be better. And but you know, so now she's learning, he's learning, and all at once, you know, we're building trust among all of us. I tell that story at the outset here because that's what we're aiming at here is to build a high value in telling the truth and in building trust. And so often, I think the energy that parents put into lying, and and this was true when I was a child, I lied a lot. And I got called a liar all the time. And it just sort of fueled my energy to get better at lying. (laughs) I didn't want to get caught. I really love your story, Jim, because it really does show how we can guide our children to love honesty, that the honesty actually brought connection between you and the boy. And then hopefully later between him and his mom. But I wonder, Chad, what did you hear from the story? Yeah, well, there's the entering into a place where not needing to get him to tell the truth right away. You know, I, I think that's a common practice for parents is that, that we hear the lie. We know the lie. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard parents say, I saw them do it and they told me a lie right in front of my face. And and now the goal is to get them to tell the truth right now by kind of this bigness, this lack of curiosity. It's just let's tell the truth. And so as Jim's talking, I'm thinking, huh, wow, there's a relationship going on here. There's an agreement. As soon as Jim starts talking, you want to be trusted a little bit more, don't you? Yeah. Okay. And some parents would say, well, my kids don't care. They'll say no, right? Okay. Well, we can work with that as well. But in this example, it's like, 
Jim's getting on the same page with him. We're partners here. We both want the same thing for you to be trusted and and uh, for you to uh, to earn some trust as well. So I think those are some things that just jump out just just from the beginning of it, then the teaching and the opportunity for play and fun. So kind of interwoven in there. I love that. In your monologue of the story, Jim, really, that was almost like a role play that you did for us. So thanks for that. Yeah, I want to add one quick thing to it, too, because see this little fella every once in a while since then. And, you know, like comes to the house, puts the shoes in the entryway. I see it happen. Sometimes it's been, you know, a little bit messy that way. And I'll say, say, did you put your shoes where they belong this time? And mm-hmm. and I know he did. Like, I, I know he did. And so I look over there yes. and he says, yes. And then I was like, when I look over there, what am I going to see? And he's going to see, you know, he starts to beam like, I know what you're going to see. It's going to be good. And I go over there and I look and I was like, you told me the truth again, didn't you? Yeah. Like, let's bump some more because yeah. man, I, pretty soon I'm going to trust you so much. I'm going to let you drive my car. <laughs> I know. And I was like, and he knows that's a joke and whatever, but yeah. you know, it's just about reinforcing and pouring energy into the truth telling, which you know, our kids tell most of our children tell the truth far more often than they tell lies. They get very little affirmation or energy about that. They just get lots of big energy when they don't tell the truth. And what I love about what you just said was that really you're growing his identity of being a truth teller mm-hmm. and saying, hey, you are a child, a person who tells the truth. Yeah. I can remember doing that even with my daughter, who she would tell the truth, even if it was not to her benefit. <laughs> and, yes. you know, it would even get her into trouble sometimes. And yeah. I just remember like the trouble set it aside. What I just heard is you told the truth and I worked to use that phrase to build her identity. So I like that. Chad, you said something that kind of clicked with me too. And that's, you know, my child might have a different reason for telling a lie or might respond differently when they lie. And I know when you coach parents, you've probably run into every reason that you can imagine for why kids lie. Like they don't just lie because they, they want to cover up something necessarily bad that they've done. They lie for a bunch of different reasons, don't they? Yeah. I think they, I think kids will lie to keep the peace. Sometimes there's uh, there is just an, an opportunity to, I, I know that if I tell the truth here, things are going to go off the rails. And so it's just a lot easier to, to not, make waves and and keep the peace. Uh, I think older kids in particular will oftentimes lie to protect their friends, where teens in particular, if they tell the truth, then they know that the friend's parents might get a call. And it's like, okay, well, let's just try to stop this right here, right now. I think there are times too, where there's anxiety that might come into play. Attention seeking is kind of how you let off the uh, the uh, podcast, Jim. It's like, oh, I'm going to fly to get some attention here because I always get big energy. And that's one of the things that's, I think, true here is that when of all the things that parents encounter in parenting a child, lying goes right to the top of the list of this is not okay. And we have to stop it right now because we'll have a serial liar on our hands and, and uh, just really start to get into controlling situations. So I think even lying can be a a form of connection. I'm going to lie to you because I'm going to get big, strong connection with you. And there's also some power in that control as well. Mm -hmm. So Jim, could you just speak to that element for parents? Because they're just lied to and wow, the heart rate starts beating and they start losing their breath and, you know, emotions are rising fast. So, you know, from our framework, the foundational level of what's going on in me, that's really quick on this 
topic of lying. Yeah, the question, what's going on in me and getting a hold of that, I think, when kids lie, because uh, what Chad described is, I recognize it from my own parenting, you know, years ago. It's like, you know, and and particularly for Lynn and I, the bar was even raised because, you know, we're we're parent educators, right? And so now my child lied, you know, right. to Sunday school superintendent about, you know, whatever happened out there in the hallway with the damage. So I, I mean, I certainly learned to recognize early on that when I engaged from that vantage point or from that frame of just not really understanding or naming or saying out loud what I was feeling and and taking that captive to Christ's obedience and is the fruit of the spirit active in me right now or is this is this anger and malice and and you know whatever the words might be is that maybe a piece of my flesh and more often than not I had to admit my initial response was a fleshly response it was it was this this reflects poorly on me or this child doesn't respect me or this child isn't listening to me it is true my child isn't listening and it is true that they're lying is a fashion of disrespect and it is true it's a it's even evidence of sin in their lives those are true and important things to not let go of but i got to get the me part out of the equation and so taking a step back there's very few lies that we hear that we have to engage with immediately and so if i hear a lie with both my own children and with other people's children you know i've learned to practice huh is that right <laughs> yes <laughs> that pace low down i'm gonna have to think about that for a minute seems different to me maybe i'm missing something am i missing something or maybe do you want to give it another run are you role-playing with me now <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. uh, do you want to give it another run or how do you want to talk about this what do you mean i mean i i, I said i didn't do it well yeah it looks real different than that to me so I, it's a little hard to navigate this right now truth is i don't have proof so the truth also is, is that, that there's something evasive, there's something off here, and maybe I just got to work a little harder at trusting. So what do you think you can do here to earn some more trust? <laughs> Awkward silence, right? Like, I don't know, having asked the question, is he thinking yes. about the past and what happened in the past? A part of me in my brain is like, did I really get it wrong? Maybe unearthing what actually happened in the past isn't that important right now. What's important is... I can't prove it. So I don't want to dwell on that and give it power. I want to dwell on let's earn more trust in the future. I want to be future oriented here. I don't have the microscope. I can't for sure prove it. I've got pretty good evidence and I'm pretty sure I'm right because there's a history here. But if I work really hard to try to get him to say something that I can't prove and I erode our relationship, then it then it erodes trust. It erodes connection. And I want to build connection and build trust. And that's something I can do in the future, but I can't necessarily pull out and prove exactly what happened in the past. So let's, let's be future oriented here. I really like that, Jim, because what you're talking about is what is the goal, you know, as a parent and now dealing with that situation, what is the goal? And so many times, I think it was Chad who mentioned it. Our goal is to immediately get our child to say the truth, say the truth right now. But in the discipline that connects with your child's heart, book that you wrote, Jim, with your wife, Lynn, the appendix is amazing. And there's a whole section on lying and actually lying. It also talks about whining and tantrums and meltdowns and disrespect and sibling conflict. So, hey, everybody go grab a copy of the book. We'll have links in our show notes for that. But the appendix talks about how as parents and when we're dealing with lying, there's a different goal. Can we speak to the different goal? Maybe Chad, would you mind starting? Yeah, I, I think um, you know, even in that little quick role play, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. 
right? Like who is this parent that just showed up like this? And because I'm pretty disarmed at this point. So as a child. Yeah. As in a, even in the silence, I'm kind of like, okay, <laughs> now what? So even just that engagement is so, so different. So, so I think that the, uh, the goal here really is to try to help develop some wisdom over the long haul. Like this is one instance in time. So if, if I make this a really big deal, I'm likely going to get more of it here, right? So, but what's the wisdom? What do I want to grow here over time? Having the long view in mind. I think connection is a goal, right? We want to stay connected to our kids. Jim did not get accusatory with me. He stayed a little curious and well, maybe I might, might've seen it a little differently than that, but so there was still a connective piece there. And then I think that that validation and uh, the focus on truth-telling versus the punishment of lying. The narrative in a family can be, this is a, a child who lies and rarely tells the truth versus a child who is a truth teller who occasionally lies. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I think how we look at that is going to be really important. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, I've had this conversation with uh, hundreds of parents over the years and they'll come to me and they'll say, my kid is a liar. And I'll say, really? What, what does that mean exactly? Well, they lie about everything. They lie about everything. Did you ask them what they wanted for breakfast today? Well, yeah. What did they say? Well, they said they wanted cereal. Was that the truth? Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. I was like, well, but it was, wait a minute. Yes, it was. Was it the truth? So yes, it was the truth. So what you're telling me is, is that your child does not lie about every single thing. Sounds like your child lies some somewhat often or frequently or when it's time to go or when the pressure is on or there there is a period of time in their lives when they do struggle to tell the truth. Is that more accurate? Well, yeah. So what percentage of the time do you, of all the words that you hear them say is truth and what percentage is not truth? And, you know, inevitably, I mean, they, they, and they fight me on this question. Like, like parents don't want to, they don't want to admit my child tells the truth most of the time because then somehow they're culpable for what? For telling me something that wasn't true? Oh, you mean parents lie sometimes too? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, don't get too close, Jim. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. The mindset of absolutes in this and and all the time and extremes, you know, never and 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 the identity, the word, the identity of the liar. I mean, Satan Mm -hmm. is a liar. Satan's schemes are to kill and steal and destroy. And if Satan says something that's true, then it's because it's it's reinforcing some sort of lie Satan would want us to believe. He's the only pure liar there is. The rest of us are all, uh, you know, we're we're mired in sin and we've got We've got truth telling issues and we've got lying issues. I, as a parent, mm-hmm. and my kids have learned a saying to define me, which is, Dad, you're you're never in doubt, but you're frequently wrong. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and I'll say things as if they're absolutely true, because I believe they are maybe, or because I'm trying to make a point. And I have what some would call the gift of hyperbole, which is also a way of saying, Jim stretches the truth in order to make a point sometimes. So the, the ability, even in that role play, to admit you know what? Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about this. So let's not worry about what the past is. Let's worry about what the future is. Let's build some wisdom over the long haul. Let's focus on truth telling, and let's stay connected here. You mentioned Satan. He's the father of lies. Jesus is truth, right? John fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And there's a lot of biblical. A perspective around truth that is important. It is just true. Jesus 
And his very nature is truth. True intimacy with people and God depends on honesty. That's why we're having this podcast. That's why parents care about it. That's why honesty is important. Habitual lying does lead to the hardness of heart and broken relationships. But, you know, also in the appendix of the book, there was such a powerful sentence that I would just love us to talk about for a little bit. And I'm going to read it. It says, The paradox of teaching kids to tell the truth is to demonstrate grace when they lie, while also advocating strongly for the benefits of truth telling. That's both. I would like to comment on that. Yeah, I think, I mean, I have been commenting on that at some level, and I really do think it is a paradox. We feel like the way to get to truth is to confront the lies and to give big energy and then force our kids to say what's true and then create a dynamic where the badness that they feel, um, or, you know, is it the remorse? I don't know if it's remorse, but where they feel bad, like they feel bad, they get confronted, it gets, I remember as a youngster being confronted about my lying, and I felt really, really bad. I'm not sure even to this day, how much of that badness was about lying, how much about that was shame, how much about that was the, the eroded relationship, how much of that was about embarrassment that I got caught? <laughs> I don't know. Because in, in many instances, there wasn't grace. It was just this forceful thing. And, and it reinforced my identity as, as a liar. But as Can I, I comment on that, Jim? Yeah. You know, when I think about lying as I was raising my kids, you know, and I think about what were my objectives when it happened? How, I, how was I going to interact with my kids? I remember really clearly thinking that when a lie was told, it meant that there was a value system going on underneath maybe the surface that was producing the need to lie about this thing. And so it always made me get really curious, like what's going on inside my child that it's more important to lie about this thing than to tell the truth. And is it shame? Is it that it's a triggered topic in my house and I often fly off the handle because, you know, I get upset when you leave your bike out and I did last time. So now you feel like you have to lie or you're going to get the same response or I'm not taking responsibility for the lie, but I'm realizing I have a part to play in that. Or, or Chad mentioned earlier about friends and covering up her friends. I, I just wanted to add that that was one of my filters that then I wanted to dig deeper in a curious and compassionate way to understand more of what was going on in my child. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really, really important. I mean, Jim talked about what's going on inside of me. And now Stacey, you bring out like what's going on with my child. And again, it doesn't excuse misbehavior. So I don't want people to yeah. hear that like, oh, that's okay then. But th there's sometimes underlying things that are going on. And if we don't pay attention to what that looks like or, or what's going on, then then we we miss some things here. And, and I think the next part of the framework, the coaching part that you're called and capable message starts bringing us into then skill building. Like how do we teach the mm -hmm. skill of truth telling? And sometimes talking about it, Deuteronomy 6 talks about just talking about, you know, God's commands uh, while we walk and sit and go to bed and just as we go about daily life. And so not in the moment all the time of, well, you lied and now this is the big thing and here's the consequence for that. But but talking about truth as we're walking along, as we're watching a show, what do we see in that show about the person who lied versus the person who 
who told the truth and and mm-hmm. how does that play out and what was going on there right lots of examples and places that we can we can bring truth and highlight truth as we walk along the road with our kids because we want our children to love truth and yes. We want then to train them. And I think another way is modeling. Actually, in the book, again, everybody, you have to go and grab a copy of the book, Discipline That Connects. But on page 184, it says the primary reason kids learn to lie is that their parents are modeling lying. And I would love to just end our podcast today with the story that I know that you have, Chad, about a parent who taught their children about the truth and modeling truth telling. Yes. Um, it's a good story. Go ahead. Yeah. I was talking uh, with a, a, a mom and she, well, she actually sent me an email initially saying we have an elderly cat that died by my running the cat over. You know, if I tell my kids they are going to be mortified by it. And, you know, I'm just thinking, I'll just tell them that, that it just died because it was old. Um, and what do you think about that was really the question. And uh, it's like, oh, man, let's think through the framework here for a minute. Like, what's going on with you? What's going on with it? Like, she's afraid, right, of what her kids are going to experience and maybe even their anger at her and what's going on with your kids. And but what do you want them to learn in this situation? And uh, so we walk through a little bit of a script on how she could talk to her kids about what actually happened and tell them the truth and treat them as if they're capable. They were probably eight, 10 years old. Treat them as if they're capable of uh, of dealing with this and handling this, uh, and uh, and then she could take responsibility as well. That's the framework in action, uh, and so she did, and she reported back. And there's actually we have a blog post called uh, "I Killed the Cat." You can search for it and uh, link to it. Yeah, but the response from her kids was was uh, one of compassion for her, uh, and really they learned to tell the truth even when it's really hard and you feel really bad. Like she felt really badly about running over the cat. And uh, but what what a great modeling opportunity for mom to be honest in a hard situation and then to receive that grace almost from her kids. There's no there's no guarantee that that's how it was going to go. We prepped for a, a lot of ways that that could go. But just her being honest was such a, a I think, a good model and good gift to her kids. Mm-hmm. She taught her kids truthfulness, even in the face of maybe some sad feelings and some hard emotions that would come from it. That's really good modeling. Jim, do you have any final words? You know, I think at the end of my day, when I think about this or really any of the topics that we that we teach, I, I think this idea of taking captive to Christ's obedience, our thoughts, our actions, our confessions, this idea that, that kids learn lying from their parents, what's true is they probably don't see us tell blatant lies. Mm-hmm. But we, all of us, you know, say things out of convenience to get on with life, little things, little moments in our minds. It's no big deal to, to, you know, whatever the example might be to, to pretend we're not home when somebody knocks on the door, cause we don't want to be bothered right now or, or to tell the person or to <laughs> answer the door and, 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 you know, say something that's not quite true just in order to get this salesperson. Uh-huh. I'm busy and on our, that night. Yep. When our kids see that, you know, they don't know they they don't, they don't interpret this, the grand scope of our lives. And the truth is that's a lie. If I do that. And for me to say, so is probably a helpful way to help my kids navigate through this, this struggle. It's a lifelong struggle really that we all have for truth telling 
And we want our kids to be absolutely correct in how they navigate this, but we want to be able to get away with our little sophisticated, more hidden and, and hard to pin down ways of not saying what's absolutely true all the time. The bottom line truth is that all of us have sin. And if we say we don't, we're liars and, and the truth is not in us. And that's, a you know, James 1.8 is, is there's our teaching right there. And so to wrestle with our own struggle with this and to then be an open book about that and invite our kids to pray for us, even as it relates to these things and, and to learn to confess to our families at dinner time, whatever, you know what, I said a thing that wasn't true today. And it's, I've been feeling bad. I've had that little icky feeling in my stomach that's bothered me about it. And I kind of ignore it most of the time, but it, I just want you all to know that I, you know, I, I said a thing at the grocery store to the clerk that wasn't quite true so that I could get, you know, get out of there faster. And I just, I just want you kids to pray for me. And, and <laughs> if, you, if you're wondering sometimes if what I'm saying is true, I really do invite you to, to ask me about it and help me be more the God's child that I want to be. So we all struggle with what this looks like in our own lives as parents, yeah. as adults. We're working through this and the invitation to even invite our kids into our own journey with truthfulness. and model humility in the midst of that. Today was such a great conversation. Jim and Chad, fun to have you on the podcast again. You're going to show up a couple of times in the next few episodes. We've got a few scheduled. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Stacey. Uh -huh. We've been silenced too long, Chad. We're coming back for more. <laughs> exactly. Coming back. Can't keep us down. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, until next time. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. You know, we mentioned the book, Discipline That Connects With Your Child's Heart. In this episode, we mentioned it quite a bit today. Jim and Lynn Jackson wrote it. There's a link in our show notes if you would like to get the hard copy or even an audio version for yourself. Well, we are a listener-supported organization. Over 50,000 parents like you listen to this podcast every month. Individual donations make the work to equip and encourage families possible. For more information about Connected Families, follow us on Instagram or Facebook or go to connectedfamilies.org. I will see you next time. Bye.